Like he should, it should be the six degrees of Raymond Hayden. Forget the Kevin Bacon game. It should be Raymond Hayden. Welcome to the Exploring Washington State podcast. Here's your host, Scott Cowan. All right, Chris, let's get started, shall we? So Sounds good. My, my guest today is Chris Jones of the Chris Jones Band. Uh, thanks for braving. <laughs> yeah, thanks for braving the heat and sitting in your air conditions. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, welcome. <laughs> thanks. So glad to be here. Yeah, we. I got introduced to you through this guy, who I swear probably knows everybody. It just seems like Ray knows everybody. Like you must. He sh- be it should be the about- six degrees of Raymond Hayden. Forget the Kevin Bacon game. It should be Raymond Hayden. That's right. You must be talking about the magical and talented Mister Raymond Hayden. He's so- uh, just released <laughs> something yesterday, so you guys got to check him out. Grieve the astronaut, yeah. and he's doing a lot of other things with people. So. Right. So we, we got introduced in person at an event recently in Tacoma that Ray put together and you were up on stage, uh, doing a solo thing. That was kind of, yeah, actually it was, uh, an introduction, uh, to the Nashville writer round. That's kind of what they do there. They each kind of take a turn going through it. And then, you know, sometimes they do a jam like that. So it was pretty cool. Right. So let's, so here's a question, easy question for you. How'd you get there from the beginning to jazz bones? How did you get there? No. How did you get started? What, when did you start playing music? Oh, wow. Um, well, I saw my dad's 12 string when I was about, uh, I got interested in on six years old. I was like, I really want to play that. It's, it was the coolest sounding thing I've ever heard in my life. You know, if you've heard a 12 string, it's just mesmerizing. And, uh, it was a pretty cool guitar. And so I was always trying to touch it and this, that, and the other dad's like, you know, um, uh, I better get him <laughs> his own little beater. So he got me one. I started, you know, uh, trying to play around and you know, you know, you, you know, play all the time and you got to make your fingers play to really get those calluses. And I'm like, Oh, all right. Well, it's a classical guitar and that's about impossible. So I'm beating on that thing. And, uh, finally <laughs> I figured out the F chord and there's a reason why it's called the F chord. Cause it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's cool. And after I got that, that was like, I got this. And um, so dad taught me house of the rising sun was the first song I learned. And oh, that's really? got about seven chords in it. So, you know, it's a pretty good song for practicing on and picking in and whatnot. And uh, so, yeah, that was the very first song I got to learn. And that's how I got started. That's how you got started. Did you ever, have you, do you ever play a 12 string? Have you ever? I do. I still have that guitar. You, you still have that guitar. How cool guitar. is that? All right. Yeah. That's a, cool, got, that's a cool story. Yeah. Um, so what was your first band? First band was called Overture. And Overture. No, we were not anything like a horn section or anything like that or violins or cellos. We were a rock band. Just right. thought cool name, so we went with it. I was got a picture of us boys, like I think freshmen in high school. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, so what type of music were you playing then? Ah, uh, believe it or not, mostly original stuff. 
Really? Time, I, I, I started writing when I was like, as soon as I could put the guitar in my hand. I wrote a song when I was like eight years old. And it was actually one of the first songs that I played up there at Jazz Bones that night was uh, Funky Kind of Love. You so, wrote that when you were like eight? Yeah. It didn't sound like that when I was eight, but yeah. Wow. So, the funny thing about that song is it keeps regenerating through every band they play in. I play in the song. They're like, yeah, let's do that version. Let's do a version of it. So it's morphed <laughs> and changed a bit, you know, since the beginning. And uh, it just keeps on traveling on. So I'm, I'm having fun with it. That's cool. So you wrote that when you're, you know, in grade school. We'll just say that. Yeah. Wow. All right. So June, freshman in high school, you had your first band. Then you joined. Okay. So after high school, you, you just shared with me, you joined the military. Were you, did you play music at all while you're in the military? Yeah, actually. Uh, as soon as I got to my duty station in, um, well, Okinawa, uh, I started putting on like barracks concerts kind of thing. And it kind of transferred out into the town, which was uh, Kinville, Okinawa. Right outside the base, there was like VFWs and stuff like that. So I started hitting those up and, before long, it was like an every night occurrence. I was playing out there and I was making really good money just <laughs> playing out there for tips, you know, and then uh, supplementing the military pay. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And then I got back to North Carolina and I met a band called Dorian Gray and we put out a couple hits on the radio and we opened up for uh, Edmund McCain, Lisa Loeb and a few others. Um, that band didn't really work out. So I came back to Washington and got in a band here. Uh, I moved back up here with my first wife and we had a kid up here. She was actually born in the same hospital as me. That was kind of cool. And then um, I played probably seven nights a week around here with a band called black Rose. And it was all covers. Um, And then uh, I moved back to North Carolina again. And stayed for another, I don't know how many years. And I have had, um, like, just, I played covers acoustically, and I had several bands out there. And now you're back. Yeah, now I'm back. So, and I've been up here again for, well, let's, let's go back. So, uh, <laughs> the reason I'm here is because I was on tour with my dog. Uh, I was touring out of the back of a van pressing t-shirts, you know, doing my own thing. Yeah. We, we were on the road for almost two years, just being the dog. And, um, I finally was playing Stonegate here in Tacoma. And, oh, okay. Uh, so I was up in this area for about two weeks or so. And, um, the first week I played at Stonegate, I saw this gal come in and she kept asking me questions about my uh, harmonizer box that I had. She's like, how are you making it sound like there's three people up there? And I'm like, uh, ancient Chinese secret, you know? So <laughs> that thing right there was like the, the breaker icebreaker. And, uh, and then I introduced her to my boy, my dog. And uh, yeah, and that was on, she just loved him. She fell in love with him and she had to keep me in order to keep him. So, so obviously the dog approved too, though, right? The dog, the dog fell in love too. I mean, yes, yeah, he's in love with. He's the best mom he's ever had. So um, she's fantastic. She, uh, so we, we, I went back to North Carolina, got my stuff, and I moved back here, and now we 
we've been married and um, we're working on our own house. We got, we, our own business during the day. I'm a general contractor and oh, okay. um, besides doing music full time with the band and solo and whatnot. So she helps with everything. Okay. Uh, does all the band management. So mostly when you reach out and to talk to me, most of the time you're talking to her. I got her. <laughs> I got her at first. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so she's been a fantastic partner in this whole journey and helping me get exactly where I'm at right now. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I moved back here and I met my bass player, Jeremy, uh, while I was out here on tour. The funny part about that is I met him on Craigslist and uh, he was looking for a singer to play in his gig. And I was looking for a bass player to play at mine. And so we traded off gigs and we become really good friends. And he's like, you know, Hey man, uh, do you want to make some extra money while you're up here? I'm like, sure. So I, I go to work with him and uh, almost cut my pinky off with a grinder. Ooh. So that kind of sucked. I had shows and I, I missed a couple shows cause I couldn't play. Um, right, and but everything healed up. I'm I can still play like nobody's business, you know. Uh, and Jeremy is now my bass player and has been for what eight, almost eight years. We've known each other, so um, okay. And then we, uh, he knew Toss, our drummer Toss, Charlie Judd, his name is, but we call him Toss. And uh, so Toss has been an incredible um, addition to our band. We used to be a four piece. Uh, there was a guy named Robert Kelly, AKA bucket. Uh, he was on the first American radio CD with us. Um, but the chemistry just didn't seem like it fit. So we're a three piece now and the dynamics of the band, it worked out really well. We're becoming a very cohesive unit and writing songs like crazy. And uh, just so many good things happening, you know, that's very cool. I saw a photograph of you. You know, it's easy these days. And you had a cool looking guitar. Oh yes. Um well, I don't know if you've seen it or not. Well, you got the picture, so you can kind of look at it. Um and if well, if the if the people listening don't know, they can go to ChrisJonesBand.com. It's one of the main pictures up there. It's I'll tell you the story about it. Okay. Yeah, why I pull it up here. Okay, um, so how do I begin? When I was getting married to my wife, uh, it was December 30th. So we got married New Year's Eve, Eve, if you will. And uh, I got the call from the care, healthcare place that my dad was at, that he was not doing well and that I should get there to see him right away. And so I kind of made the choice to get married instead of go do that. And uh, it was just, it was a hard day for me, you know, to get married, knowing that's going on. It's kind of a roller coaster. And I thought uh, I would do a, a pretty cool tribute. So uh, what I did is I got up with my dad's best friend who makes guitars. He's been friends with him since they were like five. I mean, grade school friends. Right. And so he, uh, him and I have made guitars before. Um, but I said, man, I want to do something special. So I made the guitar with him, shaped the body. It, um, 
got all the stuff together there at his house. And then I finished the rest of the guitar here at my house. Mm-hmm. And what it looks like is a 57 Chevy tail fan. And I got a custom Jack. I've got a light, a battery box that's in it. It, um, it has Piazzo pickups underneath the tremolo. So it's an acoustic guitar. It's an electric guitar. And it's also a MIDI controller. So I can play piano and keys, bass, drums, saxophone, whatever. The whole thing. All of it. Simultaneously or separately, whatever. It does it all. And there's uh, controllers on it. There used to be a kill switch on it as well, but I think I wore it out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Why why shape it like a 50s? I mean, it's a tribute to your dad. Was there something symbolic about the 57 Chevy? Yeah, um, he loved hot rods, and uh, okay. that was the thing. He always wanted to go fast, you know. So uh, what I did was I got original 57 Chevy parts from my wife's dad. My father-in-law gave me those from his original car back in whatever. So they're original parts, and the really, really cool part about it is underneath the chrome trim on the top of the guitar, you can kind of see where the paint's all worn off. And I specifically put it there for a reason because I wanted to keep them close. But I've got my dad's ashes in the guitar. They're sealed. Oh, wow. You could never know that they're there, but uh, he's always going to wow. be with me, and I'm going to take him and play. And we're going to rock this world together, Pops. And that's the name of the guitar is Pops. That's a very cool story. Um, that's a great tribute, man. That's That's very cool. Yeah, so I've kind of gotten into um, building guitars and having different concept designs of guitars. Matter of fact, I'm holding one here. Um, so this is an acoustic electric control. Right. This is just an acoustic body form. So uh, I can get some really neat sounds out of it if I like, you know. Well, do me a favor, strum, make make it sound interesting for just a second. All right. Well, uh, how about I do this? Why don't I play you a song? That is up for a few awards. Uh, The band has been um, nominated for uh, quite a few awards with this song this year and uh, kind of happy and proud about it. So this one's called Always. And this is about my my friend um, who lost the battle to cancer. And um, it's kind of like me telling the story through his eyes, you know. So here, here you go. Okay. Echo, just one second here. That's not working. Okay. One more time. Just 
Thank you. So it's kind of weird. I got an That's, echo on my uh, sound card for some reason, but so uh, it sounded probably a little shaky at the beginning there. If I play huh. another one, I'll definitely have to take the headphones off. It's live without a net. Come on. It's, yeah, it it's all good. It's, it's all good. So, so yeah, that, uh, that song's I, pretty cool. Yeah, that was great. So if I put you on the spot and ask you to compare yourself to help the audience, Chris Jones band sounds like, and that's a terrible question to ask you a musician, but define, uh, define your sound. Okay. Um, that's a good question. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, lately I've been kind of asking a lot of people that very same question. Like, how do you, where would you categorize that? You know, and uh, because I have my own opinion, but 
for the okay. general masses that have been listening to me lately, Sam, I'm, I have quite the uh, Chris Stapleton sort of vocal sound. Okay. Uh, and that's occasionally, and I guess it depends on what song we're talking about because um, I, I kind of, I think I, I feel like I have like a sort of a Bon Jovi maybe mixed with a Black Crows kind of mix and style. It's a Southern rock uh influence for sure because i was down there for so long you know but i'm, I'm glad you said here. that because i'm glad you said that because i was listening to one of your songs and i don't I'm, don't ask me which one because i was listening to a bunch of them and i go is is it chris robinson is that the lead singer for black crows is that his name yes and i just go there was just this there was this this essence of chris robinson there not definitely, definitely an influence you know yeah i really yeah. like that yeah. stuff like, um okay. It's got a lot of groove and heart, you know, so that kind of stuff really I'm attracted to. And then uh, let's say our band overall has a pretty eclectic sound because we're writing things all over the map. I mean, a lot of rock. That's We got a song that's charting on MMR right now. It's been in the top 10 for quite a while. And it's called Whiskey Guns and Girls. And it's guitar-oriented uh, that sounds like Motley Crue. If you if you really want to get down to it, it kind of does for me. Motley right. Crue uh, meets Zach Wild, so he's kind of like a okay. guitar influence of mine. So you can kind of hear that influence in the song. Okay. And then uh, we released two other songs, the 420 EP. Uh, one's called "Me and My Mary Jane," which I'm kind of doing a little rap in there. So. <laughs> Rap and rock. It's really kind of neat. Well, so if for since this is an audio program, you just for a very split second, folks, he made a very funny look on his face when he said, I'm doing a little rap in there. And he just, just kind of had this bemused look on your face. So I got to got to add that in there. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, it's kind of funny because here's the real deal. I just got back from Nashville and after being out there for five days, I got to experience a lot of stuff and realized that I have been a songwriter for a long time and I'm actually not that bad at it. The good thing is um, I just got reassured that. And uh, since I've been back, I've been writing like crazy. I I wrote like three songs already since I've been back. Really? Yeah. Uh, It just, I don't know. um, Big boost of confidence and it just feels good i'm telling the new songs that we recorded with jessica lynn witty it's awesome there are two i think there are two hits uh, okay. i have really really good feelings about it. i'm not talking today so here's the deal this is a washington state show but i'm gonna break that rule today because it's my show i can do what i want can we talk about nashville because jessica lynn's been on as a guest before ray's been on as a guest before you're on right now you and Jessica went out there and then Ray came out for a shorter period of time. Yeah, actually uh, that- I, w- I went out with Raymond. We, we uh, took the same plane out and uh, oh. yeah, I so thought the- you went the same time Jessica did. Okay. So my question to you is then, had you ever been to Nashville before? I have, uh, okay. but, but have not- you ever recorded it? Nashville? No, Nashville. No, that was my first time cutting any tracks there. So that was uh extremely was it surreal. Cool. Yeah. For real. Um, Why? Well, what was so, yeah, let's talk about this. Okay. The process. So um, we walk into the studio 
and they've already had the song to listen to, but the musicians that are in the room hadn't had a chance to listen to anything. They got the charts in front of theirs and what their Nashville number charts. And I don't know if anybody's familiar with what that does, but it takes your music and it charts it into a form where it doesn't matter what key it's in. They can play it. They can fall. Really? So the charts are in front of them. He says, let's just listen to it. He listens to about, I don't know, maybe a quarter of the song. And he goes, oh, mm-hmm. there's no surprises here. Let's go in there and do it. I'm like, are you shitting me? So they, they walk in there. These guys are the cutting edge of Nashville. I mean, session players are the cream of the crop. They're the best you can get. And they laid this song down probably in 20 minutes. Really? And this is a process that would take my band a hell of a lot longer to do because we're just not that proficient at what they do. I mean, the engineers lightning fast. These these guys are have played on almost every album you could probably think of in the country music. And they've been on stage live and toured with all these big names. I can't go into all the details, but it's very impressive. And mm-hmm. so were their skills. I'm like, uh, I had to tell them like, Hey, dumb down the guitar a little bit. Cause I got to play this shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's just, I was amazed at the end of the song, even with the scratch tracks that we laid the first day. Uh, so we recorded two songs the first day. We, after that, we went back, got ready for the, uh, the shows that night. We had two shows and I didn't know if I was going to be able to play them with her, but Jessica shared the stage with me all night with both the shows. And it was so fun. I got to play all her songs that she played and we just bounced back and forth all night. And, the stuff that she knew, you know, after she got the first chorus, she would come in and, you know, for me, if I didn't know it, I'm beating on the guitar, doing some percussion stuff. And it was just fun. And I realized how freaking awesome we are together, you know, like not just in the recording studio, but, you know, playing out in the live scene and being able to bounce off each other's ideas. And um, So that was really fun. That was just day one. Uh, and then, oh, so, uh, we got to go watch Jessica perform a few, a few more days after that and, uh, take a few things here and there, but most of it was all work. Uh, we did a photo shoot together for the, the songs that are going to be coming out that we're doing. And, right. uh, and that was pretty intense. It was hotter than all hell with a lot of humidity over there. I'm talking sweat mm. box cooking. And so, uh, a photo shoot it's a lot more intense. I've done them before, but I've never done one like that where my body kind of hurt the next day. <laughs> really? Yeah. Cause we were going for certain, you know, we want a certain thing. So I had to keep kind of doing it over and over and over again until I get, you know, until it's right. And the lady that was doing it, her name's Barbara. She's a pro man. I'm, I've got one picture that I, I'm not, I don't want to share yet because, uh, I'm waiting for the rest of the photos to come in. I want to take my choice pick, you know, but, uh, sure. It's, it's the best one I've got so far. I'm like, Ooh, that looks good. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. yeah, yeah. But, uh, so, so yeah, we, we had a really good time. And then, uh, the last night they were where we got to go and watch Raymond do a writer's round. And that's, I did a bunch of networking and I got to record him that night doing, um, th- his last three releases that he's out. And, um, he, he killed it and had a, just a great night 
and we got to meet a lot of really, really good people and make a lot of great connections. So that's great. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. So you, you, you were saying, you know, session musicians and the cream of the crop and all that. The only thing I can compare that to is it, first off, I'm not allowed to pick up a musical instrument because it will go out of tune. The minute I touch it, I can't <laughs> sing. I, I'm just, you don't let me near your, do never, never ask me, can you hold this? Cause it will be ruined. <laughs> have you ever, have you ever heard of the hardly strictly bluegrass festival that's down in, in San Francisco? Mm, can't say that I have no. Okay. So it's a three day festival in golden gate park, nine stages. It's free and they have over a million people come through. Wow. It's insane. So we go down there. We go down there and there's, you know, first off with nine stages going simultaneously, you're going to miss stuff. You just can't see everything. Right. Um, But we're there and we're going to see Dave Alvin, who is, is a guitar player that I just think, I think he's a very talented guy and, and I've seen him a lot up here, but, we go see Dave Alvin and, and my buddy that I'm down there with. Anyway, long story short, at the end of the, I'm tired. It's hot. There's, you know, there's too many people around me. I just want to go have a beer and relax, you know? Yeah. Goes, no, no, no. We got to go see Dwight Yoakam. I'm like, really? I don't, Dwight Yoakam? Really? So we go. Uh, well, that, you know, hey, that's cool. But I, I'll have but to so where that. I'm going with this is that, so Dwight Yoakam's and his band step on stage. And, Never in my life, and I've seen a lot of bands play through the years, good bands, little bands, you know, whatever. I like going to see live music. The first note out of the guitar was an out-of-world experience. These musicians were insane. This band was so, it was, I'm going to go see Dwight Yoakam. He's playing in Spokane later this year. I'm going to go, I'm going to go see Dwight Yoakam. Those (laughs) words shouldn't, would never have come out of my mouth a decade ago, you know, and Wow. And so I can only imagine you might've had a similar experience when you, when you, these session guys who are just, like you said, they're just pros. They are. Um, so the last time I went before this, I was rolling through there with the dog. And of course it's hard to keep uh, babysitting the dog when you got to go play in the club. So I, I did my best. I, I found one person that would watch it that I trust watching. So I got to go do uh, 18 shows in five days because natural oh. how it works is every time a session gets out 10 two, and uh, and uh, six or five I can't remember the hell what the dates the time was but um, you can go down to the clubs and hit another show another show another show really so, yeah that's kind of how it was working like oh. during the week anyways and that was that was seven eight years ago and okay. so um, but it was kind of fun I got to play on a and a ton of bars down there, you know, that are, that are famous and stuff. But, uh, during the week, there's hardly like, there's no tourist stuff going on. So it's all musicians and they're all trying to do this very same thing, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, I didn't make the connections last time. I just played and didn't do anything other than kind of roll through. And this time I got to experience a hell of a lot more. And I met people that have, Songs on the radio, and they okay. got a lot more stuff going on. They got awards on the walls and stuff like that. So it's it's really really cool, it's surreal to to listen to some of their stories of um, when they played on stage with Johnny Cash, or it's like what? Okay, wow. <laughs> so yeah. So, the question I love to ask is, 
Now, now I'm going to rope you back. You got to stay Washington state on me now. Okay. Washington state. All right. As a musician, what's the coolest venue that you've played at in Washington state? Hmm. That is a good name. Probably Louis G's for us, uh, for our band and everything. And recently, um, that was probably one of the, uh, and I'm going to say that as our first, like all original set that we Mm -hmm. did. It was the last time I got to play in Louis G's when there was people still there. Cause we played one time after that. And it, it was like yeah. a stream cast. And that is not the same. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then before now that, when you, okay, okay go ahead. And, no, no, the, go. and the other one would probably be Elmer's up in Burien just because we know the sound guy and the place is super awesome and known for great music. So you have real music appreciators that are there, you know? Okay. Now let's flip that around. When you go see music, where's a great place to see a band or a, a performer? I love the gorge. Okay. To me, Why? I, oh, just, uh, well, that's my dream gig. I want to go play there. I want to play on that stage. Well, you just answered my third question. Thanks, man. <laughs> hey, yeah. <laughs> I, I saw. So- I saw Jerry Cantrell, uh, Metallica, and Days of the New there one time, and that was the first time I'd ever been. I was like, I'm going to play there one day. This is a badass stage on the on the water, I guess. Uh, in the Columbia? My brother was at the same concert, which I didn't know, but he was down in the water in the boat listening to the concert. And I'm okay. like, mm, that sounds like a good idea next time, so... It's it's a great venue. It's been a great venue for since it opened. And so, who else have you seen there? Oh, uh, the last one I went to was really awesome. That was uh, Zach Brown Band. Um, okay, so I've heard more people tell me that I should go see the Zach Brown Band. Oh, if you haven't, for real, yes, he is very impressive. Uh, what got me is they of course played all their country stuff, but then they broke into some dance. I think they did like a, a Metallica song. I think they did a, a hip hop song. I, you know, just what? <laughs> so I, <laughs> I, I, I thought that was super cool. <clears throat> all right. Very good, entertaining, very good to guitarist. And their band is shit hot. They are so good. So yeah, you'll enjoy the musicianship. Well, the, the gorge for me, luckily for me now, it's only an hour drive from home. So it's, it's like in my backyard. So it's Lucky. like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be just a horrible drive. To, I would come home after a show to Tacoma. It's Good. a long drive to come yeah. home. <laughs> no, we always camp out there at Vantage or something, you know? Yeah. No. And so you're smarter than I am. <laughs> so you guys, got, you and Jessica did a couple of, you guys got a couple of songs together. We, we we will just leave it at that at the time of recording it's early summer what's next for your you and the band in the next you know what's on the horizon for okay you? uh well currently we're working on well we're working on a lot of stuff but um let's see basically uh what's coming out for us next is a song called The Way. And it's being produced okay. by Jason Bear. He's the drummer of Strange You All Right. Okay. And uh, he's actually the one who uh, helped us produce the last 
three releases that we've had, and now he's working on number four. And I will also say that Raymond Heyman, uh, Raiden is Raymond. Sorry, I'm having tongue tied. Is on. It's all good. He's got all the. He put a a a ton of really great parts on it. Uh, There's keys. There's strings. There's piano. There's. It's. it, It took that from being a good song to a great song you know awesome yeah so we're really looking forward to it and it it, it does sound very amazing and it is like part two of the song i just played you always always Mm -hmm. was kind of looking through his eyes and Mm -hmm. the way is i'll just give you the uh, the bio i kind of wrote of it it is basically about losing your partner in life and having to deal with the way to the journey without their physical presence. So until then, and uh, one of the lines is somehow I'll know I'll end up with you, baby looking forward to you. I found the way. So that's kind of what the song is about. And um, in my opinion, Raymond's opinion and the band as well, I think uh, we all can agree. This is probably the best song that we have. Wow, that's that's awesome. Uh, when might the public be able to hear that? Is it getting close? Is it? Yeah, actually. So one of the things that I'd like to talk about is the fact that we want to get a video in association with this as the release comes out. And so we're working okay. on that right now and trying to shop videographers and get that production done. So that's basically kind of what we're waiting on. Um Okay. I've got really great ideas. I got a storyline already. I got, you know, a bunch of things that I'd like to try. Um, so just basically that's where we're at. Okay. But so in, in other words, it's in the can, if you will, it's done. I mean, the mix is, I just listened to the mix yesterday and okay. I was smiles for miles. That's all I can say. It, it sounds so amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. And this, What's really cool about that is that happened right here in this room. Uh, the tracks get recorded here. Then Jason takes them to his place and engineers them and does all the other mixing and mastering, if you will. So how long have you, when, when did you record your first song? How many years ago did you record that song? Uh, my first recording of a song? Yeah, your first recording. Oh, shoot. Um, let me think. Probably the first good recording I ever had was when I was in the Marine Corps um, with Dorian Gray. We we uh, we did a song called Take Me Home and uh, it got aired on the radio like it was one of the biggest radio stations that we had down there. So that's when we start getting all the uh, the gigs to open up for other people and whatnot. So, OK, so my my point where I'm going here is. Recording hasn't changed at all, has it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to be really to, good, you know. Well, no, what I'm saying is, is I was talking to Steve Element. Oh, and and Steve was telling me, you know, he's got GarageBand, and he's, you know, he'll send something off to somebody, and and blah blah blah. I mean, the point is, technology has advanced so far for the recording for you guys to be able to record stuff now. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it, it's well, it's. The best part about it is being able to get my ideas out. You know, like I, I pour out songs on the daily. I, 
just didn't have the facilities, you know, to, but here lately, I, it doesn't matter what you recorded on. So I've been using my phone a lot more to catch those ideas, like right on the fly. But then mm-hmm. this is my sanctuary. I'm in here practicing all the time. So I, I want it to be turnkey push button. Here we go. And I've got it set up that way now. So um, I've got templates set up for the band. So as soon as I put my stuff down, I send it to the band. They listen to it. They come back here. We start laying down tracks. It's done. There's uh, just the production level for our band has increased by, I don't know, tenfold just because of this, you know. So one thing you've kept saying through this whole episode is, and I'm paraphrasing and putting words in your mouth, but that ideas just pour out of you. Songs pour out of you. Mm -hmm. You you keep using words like they pour out of me. You, You write, you've written three songs since you've been back from Nashville. Yeah. Prolific comes to mind. Why do you think that is? Why, where do you pull all these creative ideas from? I mean, the reason I'm asking this question is like, I I don't know that I could write a sentence, much less a song. I, I, I I just, it, it, it's amazing to me. I realized something Um, even before I left, but more so now uh, and, and had a chance to digest that whole thing is everyone has their part in this whole music thing. Like there's the listeners, very important. There are the engineers, the producers, there is the performers, there's session players, there is writers. And what I am as a writer, you know, I'm like, you know, I just need to write, just write, man. doesn't really matter. You know, like one of the things I talked to this, uh, this guy named Don while we were there, he's one of those writers i just asked him i said how many songs do you know how do you think you've written and he goes thousands i'm like thousands oh wow so i kind of like dip back into my um filing cabinet of songs if you will and start going through it and realize that i've got probably a thousand songs uh really 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 um I just, I've written them on pieces of paper. I've written them napkins, uh, you know, uh, garbage for crying out loud. I don't care if I, I need something now I've write it, you know? Um, so for me, my phone, I've been, uh, catching all these ideas. I've been writing stuff down. And so what I did while I was there, I, every time I heard a, a really cool, clever, sentence or thought of something clever i put it down i put it down as a song title and use it as a theme for writing on and that's all i need is a theme i could write a song you tell me you want to write a song whatever about your your wife or you know your son or whatever you just tell me what it is that you jot down a few ideas and i could take it roll you know so that's i figured that's kind of what my specialty is now so my band they bring me a few lyrics and a little hook and we have a song because i i'm pretty good about just kind of putting the little twist on it and there we go Uh-oh. and i think for me it's like a superpower it is definitely a gift and i'm very blessed to have it the uh for me i like to i like to sharpen that edge a little bit you know it doesn't matter if it's a little ballad but i like to put a little grit and edge and an emotion i want people to be able to feel that i want to pull their heart in right through that speaker you know so Mm -hmm. 
um, a lot of my stuff comes from personal experiences, you know, and I'm, I hate to say it, but not, I'm a sentimental guy. Why do you hate to say that? Oh, well, sometimes now that you said that I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah. (laughs) It could get in the way. I could be, uh, I could be taken advantage of pretty easy at times because I got a big heart, you know? Okay. Yeah. But isn't that better than the alternative? Totally. I'd hate to be looked at as an asshole. I really would. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So when you're not being a songwriter, when you're not being a, a guitar player, when you're not being a singer, when you're not being in the band, when you're not being a general contractor, what what do you do for fun and excitement? Hmm. Well, uh, there isn't much time after all that is said and done. Uh, believe it or not, my wife and I pretty much work 24-7. We... We don't really take and let up much because if you want it bad enough, that's what you just got to do. So, but let me think what we like to do is take our dogs and get in the RV and go camping on the weekend with some of our friends. That's pretty much what we do. So where's a good, where's a good place to take the RV and the dogs? Uh, We like going to the ocean a lot. Um, Okay. We just went down to Mount St. Helens not too long ago and that was pretty fun. Um, okay. but don't get mistaken that if you go down to Cougar, Washington, that you're going to see the observatory because that's in a different spot, like two hours away. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, that's far, far away. <laughs> but, uh, we went and did the ape caves and that was really fun. Yep. Yeah. All right. Okay. So the RV pack up the dogs, hit, the, hit the RV, go to the coast. And I'm going to guess that somehow a guitar is involved in the evenings. You know, I can't go anywhere without it. I can't. I just can't. (laughs) I've done it once. And I'm like, it's the weekends that I don't take it with me. I'm like, I really want to play. So it's always with me. Right. And uh, generally everywhere I go, there's a party. You know, we have other campers come over. I find other jammers and it's like a little Mm -hmm. jamboree. We've, we did that at Oyster Fest a couple years ago, and it turned out with like 20 people jamming along. It was pretty wow. cool. Yeah. So you're, you're kind of the life of the party, if you will. Bring a guitar. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. As a yeah. matter of fact, I, I can't say too much about what we're doing in Nashville and that songs and whatnot, but one of the songs involves party. And it's, okay. it's going to be, in my opinion, like an anthem party song. Like it's a, it's okay. just got a great vibe to it. And uh red solo cup, if you will, there's a, okay. You know, okay. I, I'm going to compare it a little bit to that, but it's cooler than that. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, you know, you're teasing us. We'll, uh, we'll all take a listen when it comes out. Cause I know you guys will let us know when it's out. You guys are very good about that. Yeah. Jessica really, a- uh, she nailed some vocal parts on it that is just going to make people go, what? That girl's got some pipes, you know? And it was, she can sing. Yeah, she can. Uh, it was fun to go in the, the studio. We, uh, <clears throat> generally they go and then they'll do tracks separately on vocalist. But since we were singing together, they went to a couple of different rooms and we sang our parts at the same time. And there was just some magic moments in there. Uh, they play it back and you're like, that's us. Yeah. You know? 
Oh, so yeah, I I was extremely happy and satisfied with all that experience there and um, gained so much knowledge. Have, have you, this may sound like a silly question, but have you seen Jessica Lynn's band in its current configuration perform? Oh yeah. They are fantastic. And she, she knows that they, she's got, she's got some great players there. It was so funny. We, um, she played a show. She had, you know, she'd left and she went to Montana for a few days. Right. And then she came back and she was playing the show at this winery over here in Quincy, in Eastern Washington. Yeah. And so my wife and I went to this, this place and that was the first time I met Ray in person and, and Jessica in person. Nice. And it's just, you know, a little winery and the stage. What was so funny to me is, the stage that they had provided the band was big enough for the drum kit. <laughs> so yeah, never seen her play before. Never seen her play live. Right. Don't know really what I'm expecting. No, Ray told me, you know, the bass player, you know, he's played with, you know, these, you know, these bands and the drummers played with these bands and well, just watch the guitar player and have a good time. And like, oh, okay. So here we're at this winery and they're sticking. So, the bass player, Jessica, and the guitar player on the lawn, and the drummer's on the riser. That's it. And I, I, I regretted not bringing a lighter because I felt like a lighter had to be lit. It, you know, the, it was just. But the 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 energy and the presence that they put out while playing on the lawn, I I can totally see what you're saying about her her voice and if she's nailing something in the studio that it's going to be very powerful. And that the song will be a whole lot of fun. It's that's the um, that's the best way I can describe both of those songs. They're fun. They are very okay. upbeat, very fun. Um, the, the one the one song really turned out extremely danceable. I mean, okay, it's uh, I think ninety one beats per minute, and if you know anything about music, that is right there what makes the booty shake a little bit. So okay. Uh, um, all right. Both of them are just super cool. Proud of the work. Awesome. Well, we're looking forward to that. Can I, uh, can I strong arm you into strumming the guitar again? Sure. Well, that was hard. <laughs> Except I'm going to have to take these headphones off, but, um, okay. So what are you playing this time though? Before we, before you do it, <clears throat> I think I'm going to play you a song called my dog. Okay. This is about my boy who's probably traveled a hundred thousand miles or better with me. He's 15 years old and uh, his songs about him. And I'm trying to get it out and get comfortable with it before um, I lose my boy. You know, it's a, it's a kind of a tear jerker, but anyways, hope you enjoy it all. Okay. Been with it since just a pup Looking now, he's all grown up Lots of miles of highway we've been down Hanging out the window to feel some wind Ears flapping drool on his chin Hair all over and he needs a bath again He's my dog, 
he's all I know. When I come home, I watch him glow. Not just a pet, he's part of my family. Yeah, he's my dog. I never leave him in the cold. I'll be there for him when he gets old. His last breath of mine, whatever comes along. He's my dog. Many songs about broken hearts, drinking whiskey and badass cars. Not a lot of words said about our best friends. When you broke down on the side of the road, when there's a walk to take, you know you're not alone. You know who will be there in the end. I remember as a pup, all the shoes eat you up. And the place I had to clean up again and again Just like a child You can see it when he smiles And never change anything Betray anything to have him again Oh, he's my dime Been with me since just a pup. Look at him now, I can't stand him. Many years and tears we've been around. Took him for his favorite thing, going bye-bye with his daddy. It's not a trip that I really want to take. But you don't want your boy to have any pain. As he lay on the bed looking at me, I pet his head, and all I can think is, he's my dog. He's all I know, this time he'll be with me on the ride home. I'll be the only one feeling the wind. I was there for him while he got old, showed him miss that cold wet nose. Wish I could see him at the front door again yeah, He's my dog yeah. He's my dog That was beautiful Thanks, appreciate that Um, That was tough I'll be honest with you <laughs> Well, uh, it was tough for me to write. You know, I'm writing about a song. Yeah. Uh, my boy, that's not, he's still here. And it's like, yeah. And I'm not totally not wishing it to happen for God's sakes. I'd love for him to live forever. I'd give a kidney. Um, but that's life. And, and, and so it is. I'm going to, I'm going to move on and have him as an inspiration every time I get to go and play. I'll, I'll have him with me too. Yeah. No, that's, uh, wow. So that's that's another was, song that's in the works as well. Um, yeah. I, I don't want to say that you know the way that the song we have the way is 
probably number one. And I'm thinking that one there is a pretty close second. You know. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, you know, you said earlier you wanted to, you know, gritty and grab those heartstrings. Well done. Well done, Mr. Jones. Well played. Thank you. <laughs> um, on that. Where can people find out more about you? Where can they hear you? Where can they find out where you're playing? How do they get introduced to your world? Thank God. I have a really good partner who's doing all this work. She's updating uh, the website as we speak. And then it's super easy. <laughs> we bought the name name. So it is chrisjonesband.com. And we are available on every major platform streaming service you can possibly think of. YouTube, Deezer, Apple Music, you name Amazon, you probably can just say, Hey, Alexa. And you probably find us (laughs) on there too. It's pretty fun. Uh, I've been doing it a lot just because I need to practice certain certain songs. So I'm like, Hey, Mm -hmm. play this. And she usually like, it kicks right up. Um, That's so wild, isn't it? Yeah. You know, what's really awesome is because there's a lot of Chris Jones bands out there, believe it or not. But uh, Mm -hmm. if you look us up, we're number one. So there okay. you go. Well, thank you for making this happen. Thank you for playing a couple of songs. This has been fun for me. I've enjoyed hearing about your story in Nashville. Looking forward to seeing you and the band here later this summer. Uh, I will say you're playing uh, in Ording. Yeah. So um, just to give you guys a quick rundown, July 4th, if you're not busy and you want to come out and to Mossy Rock Freedom Festival, Right after the fireworks on the 4th, we are going to kick off a two-hour set of nothing but all original stuff, unreleased stuff, brand new stuff. Okay. Um, so that's we're going to be headlining that show. And then July 17th, the Ordin Rock Fest, we're going to be headlining that show as well. So come out and see all of the bands because there's a lot of killer bands playing. Um, and all that information is on our website as well. And then um, the last one I got for you that is going to be here in this area is September 11th at Rumors in Spanaway, which is uh, the old Uncle Sam's, if you guys don't know. Uh, but now it is a, a pretty cool club. They've got uh, my friend Kevin has worked hard on trying to get that place uh, whipped into shape and got some great uh, acts coming out there all the time. So we're going to be out there at the amphitheater, hopefully. And the great part about that is I'm going to be playing a song from the PMF album, which is one of my bands in North Carolina that um, we won some awards for. But the song is called Stars and Stripes. And I'm going to be playing it on September 11th, the tribute. Um, and it is all about that day. Um, it was written and recorded on that day. And I still feel as strongly as I did then. So I want to play it again for you guys. And this time it'll be done by the Chris Jones band. And hopefully it is one of those songs where you'll feel that your, your patriotism come out. Awesome. Thanks again. I really, all the best continued success and I'm looking forward to hearing everything. Thanks for having me, Scott. I appreciate it so much. And uh, thanks for asking me all those good questions. It got me thinking again. So hopefully the, the listeners can will come out and see some of the shows, maybe get on the, the dot com. And uh, just want to thank everybody for listening and liking and sharing the band. That goes a long way. You know, 
Uh, this last year has been pretty hard. Bank hadn't go out and play, so it's hard to make money. So for anybody who doesn't know, independent artists, the way we make money is you got to be at the show. You got to buy a T-shirt. You know, this helps. So um, there's tip jars up there on the on, on our website as well. So if you guys want to contribute to our band fund, that's we are trying to plan a tour for next year. And we're talking about a U.S. tour. So it's going to take some funds, and we'd love some people to dedicate that and help us out donate uh, anything would help all right all right man well scott thanks a lot for having me my pleasure join us next time for another episode of the exploring washington state podcast